Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some Timberwolves playing basketball. No, it's not quite the playing. It is postseason, but it's or it's not quite the playoffs, but it is postseason, so there's a plus. We talked about you know a couple times now that if you're the seventh seed and you win by five games in the you know throughout eighty two games, you should probably be able to get the seventh spot. Um, but I do like the idea of the plan. Uh, it just kind of fell on our heads this time. Uh, but hey, it's a matchup Tuesday night, the late game, eight thirty. The L.A. Clippers come into town. It is nice that we are the seventh. So we do get two home games if needed. But, damn, it would be nice just to get it over with, get a another – I don't think we'd play till Saturday. And that would, you know, give us a little rest time and, and then get in a series with Memphis. Uh, you know, which you'd rather face Memphis than the machine that is the Suns. They are the best team right now heading into the playoffs, hands down. It's not even close. I looked. We would be like six games out of first in the East right now um, if we were over there. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit about, well, Ant going for freaking 49 points, which is, you know, we've been talking about him ramping up and him finding his groove back. Well, he found his groove, that's for sure. Uh, They did add a playoff uh, roster bonus player. Um, the Timberwolves did, so that's good. But, yeah, we're just going to kind of break down this Clipper game, man. Um, you know, what What are the keys to it? You know, we need our bench, which of late, especially two games ago, didn't really show up. There's a variety of stuff. You know, on paper, we were 1-3 against the Clippers. But when you dig a little deeper into that, um, you know, it's not as bad as it looks. Um, we're definitely a better team than we were earlier in the season. Now, you know, the Clippers have Covington and Powell now added, too, from the trade deadline. So, uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of uh, talk it through, man, because this is, uh, well, this is it. And like I said, we'll be facing the Spurs in New Orleans uh, winner. If they lose, that'll be a home game, too. So that's a positive. If this is your first time listening to the Living in Loserville podcast, welcome it streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope-a-dope radio. Uh, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope it open, download the show directly there, or listen to the browser. You can find this here Timberwolves uh, basketball podcast under the Rope-a-Dope radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spricker. You can also, you know, find it in a variety of other places, Apple Podcasts, uh, or I said, I said that, Amazon Music. Google, people say Google Play now. That's another one, Google Podcast. Um, but one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on demand. No annual contract, no hidden fees. If you upgrade the choice or ultimate package, that gets you three free months of HBO Max, plus you get to enjoy regional sports networks without the additional fee. If you go all the way to the premiere package, that gets you Showtime in HBO Max, already included. That's direct TV stream. Okay. Go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. And what's so weird about, you know, such a long season, if you look at, you know, hockey, NHL, and NBA with the 82 games, 
such a long season that started in late October, Aaron. And here we are on the verge of uh, trying to get into the playoffs for a full series. So this team that still has a lot of growing internal to do, some things we can tweak through trades, um, can get that experience we so desperately need as a squad. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. It's It's been a long season. I mean, our expectations going into the season, I, we didn't really know what to think. I remember having conversations with you while we were doing the Purple People Eater podcast about, you know, what to expect. We knew Ant was going to be good, but how good? Uh, I don't think we envisioned Cat maybe transforming is the way he has. Uh, I won't say, you know, he still has his issues, but, uh, Definitely consistent scoring, rebounding, all that stuff. And, and, and then the emergence of a lot of other players that we just didn't see, couldn't have seen. I mean, Vandal's improvement is, is essential. Uh, McDaniels, we talk about him all the time. Um, even McLaughlin, guys like that that have kind of stepped up throughout the course of the season and it's kind of, you know, brought this to fruition. And it was, like I said, hard to see, uh, going into the season, but now that we're here, it's like, okay. Seems sort of self-evident, but you know, another hoop to jump through coming up here, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, the Clippers. It's it's up in the air about what you do there, but you get another chance after that. I guess that's the uh, the silver lining in all of it. It's dicey. It is dicey. Um, I don't like our chances in a seven-game series with them, but you know, luckily there's only one. It's a one-game series at home, um, and. You can basically, when Pat Bev got here in the defense, you know, even that game against Washington, Pat Bev didn't play. Some of the ugliest losses we have, Pat Bev didn't play. And it's not just his on-the-ball defense and just his defense and spirit in general, but it's more of the spirit. It's more of the energy, and it's more about locking people all the way in and keeping them locked in, not just on the court, but you can see him talking to the bench when he's on the bench. You can see him as basically an assistant coach when he's on the best of the players, you know, on the actual floor. So that has a little to do with it. Um, And some of it is just, okay, they're in tank mode. We should beat them. A lot of teams thought we would roll over at the end of last year, too, of that 15-20 game stretch. That was very important, but a lot of times it is trying to, you know, get the best uh, lotto ball uh, prediction for you, but or position. But um, Pat Bev basically had such a in the coach too, spending so much time in training camp on it. Everyone is better at defense. Even a guy like Beasley um, is just he just everybody improved on defense, man. And, and, yeah, they're doing it themselves, too, and the coach is there, but Pat Bev has just really installed that. And, uh, you know, real quick before we do break this down, um, man, I mean, last game, and, you know, we've been talking about how he's been ramping it up, and, you know, it seems like he's turned the corner. We talked about last week, did he, you know, did he actually find his groove now? And, you know, the last part was pretty damn ugly, obviously, and it made his numbers go from like 6 of 10 to like 6 of 14 from 3. But I'd have to say, not just the points, Aaron, but the all-purpose defense, uh, the 8 assists, um, and also another thing we talked about, we like to see him get to the line. He got to the line 14 times, 
It's probably his best game thus far in a Timberwolves uh, uni, and great timing for it heading into the playoffs. Hot. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Great timing. And, and like you said, I think his biggest strength to me is getting to the rim the way he does. Uh, just an array of like English on the ball, uh, everything off the backboard. He can dunk when he needs to. He can dunk when he doesn't need to. Uh, the three point shooting is, is a definite bonus, but the way he gets to the rack, he has to continue to do that. And particularly, uh, in any kind of playoff series or one game tournament action, I guess you could say. And, you know, did he find his groove? I don't know, but I have a feeling that uh, maybe we got a preview of a determined Anthony Edwards uh, to win a basketball game, and that's what the playoffs gives you on a nightly basis is someone needs to be determined to not lose, if not win, a basketball game. And I'm starting to think that we're going to see Ant shine when the bright bright lights are on and I think we maybe saw a preview. Now, he didn't get his 50. Like you said, it messed up his numbers. And we didn't really love the way the game ended. Kind of got tight there at the end. But, you know, I like to see the aggressiveness. I like to see him decide to maybe – I'm not going to say take a game over because I'm not sure he took that game over. But the ability to do it if he wanted to or needed to is what I would like to see. And I have a feeling we're going to start seeing a little bit of what Anthony Edwards is with the bright lights on, at least knock on wood. I'm hoping for that. Well, and you know, his, his MO has usually been a quarter and a quarter. He'll just go off for 20 or something. And then that makes a big night. You know, he'll be quiet, quiet, boom, just go off. Whereas this one carried all the way through, maybe in the second quarter, there was a little dip or whatever, but I mean, that, that was, that was special. And yeah, I mean, you know, if, if Ant wasn't 20, I would be a lot more hard on him for jacking four threes in the last minute, especially one that was like from 30 feet double teamed just to try to get 50. I do wish the coach would have just, you know, called a timeout or somebody and said, let's just drop a play or go to the rack, Ant. Don't be jacking threes. But he's a 20-year-old kid. He'll learn. Um, but it was kind of funny with like eight seconds left. Then we had the win in hand. But Pat Bev follows someone just to try to get him another shot. Uh, but, yeah, for a second there, if I forgot it was on the line, but whoever was on the line for the Spurs, all like if they would have hit a free throw, it would have been a three-point game. And it's like, what are we doing here, folks? That was a little funky. But, yeah, you know, I'm kind of glad, Aaron, there's another game before it for Ant because, you know, how like, uh, for instance, to tie it locally, when there's a series with the Twins, right? One game, they'll just go off and score 13 runs. You'd be like, hey, save some of these runs for the next game. And then, sure enough, the next game, they score a run or two, you know. I'm almost glad that there's a little buffer in between because it's like, hey, let's save some of those 49 points for the fr- kind of like our first round uh, to get in. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he definitely – we've been talking about how, you know, he needs to continually to go to the rack. The coaches were on him lately saying, you know what, just go, dude. Don't worry about it. Just go. And and he does need to because, you know, where he's at, that'll be like one of his biggest improvements. The three-pointer, like you said, is cherry on the top. I don't think too many people, experts included, that watch a lot of film would have thought he'd be this far along with his three. But – he also does need to consistently get to the rack, whether he's getting the calls or not. He needs to get there because in basketball, especially in the NBA, 
you know, no matter what, the aggressor ultimately wins. Uh, they ultimately get the calls in the long run. So he's just too talented of a, a finisher, which he's starting to do that again now, and and just a great dribbler, too, to get off the dribble first step. Like you said, the explosiveness. He had a two-hand power dunk in that game. So, yeah, we that, that'll be something going into the playoffs, but also next year. We need that up to, like, seven or eight. Um, he could double it fairly fairly easy. But, you know, well, that's think, what we saw. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, he goes to the rack, Chris. It, it opens up these opportunities, right? One, you don't have mm. to see if your shot's falling. That's the first thing. You're shooting layups, essentially. Secondly, you can miss and go to the line. You can make and get a three-point play. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities when you go to the rack as opposed to shooting outside. Also, you know, I wanted to dovetail a little bit off of what you said. I, I think the the natural progression of the squad is, I, I, and you, please, you know, if you have, want to push back on this, is uh, I think Anthony Edwards is 1A, and then Cat would be 1B, Russell would be, you know, 1C or 2 as far as options. And if you want to break it down 1, 2, or 3, I think because of his ability – to get to the line and, and force the defense to to make a play on him, uh, that puts him in a position to I think to be the the number one star uh, for this team, especially in in a pressure situation um, where Cat and I think that'll help the team too because then you're not so dependent on Cat's foul count and, and where you are and and I, I, that's why I want to see the ascension. It's not just that I'm, you know, fanboying on Edwards, but I want to see the ascension for the team as far as uh, putting the pieces in the right places. Yeah, I mean, are you talking right now or where this team's going to go? Like in the next uh, couple of years? Because right now, Cat's the number one player on our team. He yeah, I mean, that's... Down and he gets to the rack way more right now. But and I also, think that's about Hold on, change. hold on, I'm going to answer. Uh, and one. The N1, he leads all centers in N1s. I'm saying right now or the future? I'm talking? saying the very near future. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, we weeks away. Be... So you think he'll be the best player next week? Yeah, I do. I feel like well, I, I think playoff ant is going to be a saying. total different animal. No, that's fair. I, I'm just talking about overall. I'm not – like, in the series, who's going to have the best series? That is a good debate, and it matters who we play because it matters who they defend Cat in and with. But uh, I'm just saying right now, the number one player on the team is Cat. Now, does it need to be Ant? Like, next year, Ant needs to be a top 20 player in the league, for sure. And I think he can. I think he can step into that next year. I really do. And who knows? Maybe in the next few years, he could be, you know, top 10, top 5. If he does, then he will move past cat hands down he's got the ability at 20 years old to definitely i mean cat was really damn good at this age right it was like wow yeah wow but it's still it's still like the potential that's still untapped and also you could tell he's got work ethic cat or what both of them do but ant because of the way he works on his shot and we've seen it, it like i said he's so far ahead of that and maybe that's why he does jack him, you know, because it's like, hey, man, I'm pretty good at this, you know. Um, but, well, yeah, I think, ultimate, I think ultimately. I think ultimately. I think it's the intangibles that will separate him, the competitiveness, the drive to win. I think Cat can be a little bit 
uh, I won't say lackadaisical, but sort of like that. I don't think there's a, a, a strong, a competitive drive in Cat as there is in Edwards. And although the talent may be evenly matched, I think the intangibles of Edwards is what's going to end up eventually and soon, I think, putting him uh, above Cat. I agree. But right, I'm talking, we were talking right now, I thought, not in the future. Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to Sorry, continue. I was like, shit, did I drop out? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just a little hesitant on it, and I know we don't want to get in the weeds on this and get on to what we were saying, but I'm just saying I, I'm thinking that uh, it's not – I mean, I do understand your point about Cat being better now, but I just don't know if I can accept that. And we'll move on, and we'll, well definitely dude, I mean, discuss what, that in a different this time. This whole season, we've already got 82, 81 games of it. So I don't know. There's really not a debate right now. Because it's just factual. It's not my opinion. I mean, that, he is a better player. Well, either way, whatever. Um, but in the series, you know, honestly, he won't see as much doubles and triples. So he, he should be able to get off. Him and D'Lo uh, should be able to get off. But, yeah, you could say something else, too, and then we'll move on. Oh, I just, you know, um, are you talking about Cat seeing doubles or Edwards? Cat gets more attention than than Ant. So Ant yeah. should be able to have a little bit more freedom in the series coming up. Yeah, well, that's kind of my point. Okay. Well, then the Ant would be drawing, you know, Ant Cat would be drawing more people, is my point. Okay, yeah, we didn't plan to get into this little debate, but that's okay. <laughs> we were going to do a short show, but that's what's fun about it. Alright, let's start breaking down the Right, so you know, on the surface, Aaron, one of three doesn't look great, right? It's like one no. of three, um, but there's a couple of things in going into it. I mean, obviously, we're a better team than we were in October and November when we played played most of those games. In fact, I remember talking about how, and we get to see the Clippers early, all three games early, without. Kawhi Leonard, you know, <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, that shit didn't matter, I guess. Um, but the first two, like, I'd really say the only straight-up loss was the third one because we had all the big three back. Um, we were really just trying to figure out our lineups. You can actually go to the box score and see our lineups were different in those two games. D'Lo wasn't even in the, those two first games, and just – the rotation, the, the depth, the bench, like we just didn't really know what we were doing yet. Um, and our offense was struggling majorly, whereas, you know, that team, yes, it didn't have Kawhi Leonard, but they had already had such a tight core that it took them to the conference final and pushed the Suns to six games. So they already had it glued together. Um, so we're a different team, no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, like I mentioned, Covington, in Powell, to a lesser extent, are there new players that we hadn't seen yet? And that is something that adds to it. They have a lot of experienced players, especially playoff experience. And, um, you know, so I don't want to get too stuck here and I'm saying, oh, we're a way better team. Yeah, that's true. We are a way better team now than we were. But, uh, you know, they're still a pretty damn good team. But, yeah, to not have, you know, the big three intact – to have a different lineup, not quite knowing where we're at. One of those games I remember, we lost the 
first game. The second game, we were up by like 20 and ended up choking that game away in the second half. And I think the Clippers have like five comebacks from like 25 or more this year. So we can, you know, hopefully, you know, if we do get a lead, because we're usually pretty good in the first quarter, um, hopefully, you know, that's in their head like, hey, this ain't going anywhere. This Clippers team is, is going to stay around more than likely. Well, I did chuckle when you said – <clears throat> how we felt so fortunate to face the Clippers earlier in the year when they didn't have their full complementary of players. But we didn't know what we were looking at at that time either. So it was like, you know, as the season's progressed and the team has progressed, it's changed everything. And maybe that's not so fortunate. Maybe we would have wanted to see them a little bit later and see how we stack up. But, um yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think it's a draw as a matchup, but I, it's hard to tell who's going to be on that night, who's going to be off, what they're going to do with Cat, all those things like that. And, and the Clippers are notoriously, I mean, a court, sort of a streaky team. They're not, you know, always consistently great. Now, catch them on an off night, maybe it snows here, and they fly in and they're lethargic. I don't know. I mean, you can ask for a lot of different things, but um, I think head-to-head, both teams healthy, it's a pretty good matchup. And you're capable of beating them if things go the way you want to, you know, you want them to people shoot well and, you know, but it's like you said, it's happened so early in the season. You haven't really seen them in the makeup that they're in now. They haven't seen us in the makeup we're in now, as far as Russell and so on. Um, You know, that can be both a positive and a negative. I think since both teams, we haven't seen them with Covington, like you said, and, Covington's fairly familiar with us, at least with the old squad. Uh, so I, I don't really, you know, I'm not saying they can't win this game. I, I think they can. It's just, it's not a stars aligning type of thing. It's not a, you know, a luck thing. It's just come out, play well, and, you know, you're on your home court. There's no reason not to do that. And I really think that you, you can get a win here. They're not world beaters. I mean, Paul George is good, a very good player, but you have some very good players too. And, uh, I just don't see it as a that big of an obstacle. Now, it is the the one thing that might be a drawback is they know they do have that next game uh, to kind of clean up. So it's not like a do or die where maybe if you thought, you know, it's win or go home, maybe the intensity would be a little bit more. But I mean, if you can't get up for for a game against the Clippers at home, it's it's going to be an issue. So I, you know, I don't think the Clippers are big, bad Clippers. I just think, you know, you got to come out, you got to play well and put on the stage for the first time this team in this, in this, you know, uh, the way this team is built now. It, you know, it could go either way, I guess, but if you come out and you play well, I think you win the game. Yeah, I do think that too. And like you said, Covington, well, it's funny because nobody besides Cats on that team, I think, <laughs> but, uh, but Covington does know Cat, like you said. But, of course, Pat Bev knows a lot of the team way better, you know what I mean, because he was just there last year. So that helps us, too. And you know Pat Bev. I mean, you know he's going to be wanting to beat the Clippers, the team that he was just on uh, for, a, you know, a good chunk of time there. He's going to want to get that done. Um, both teams can really shoot the three-pointer. Um, like you said, who's ever dropping threes? We know how three pointers can go. Sometimes it, you know, you, you sit there and go, ah, let's go to the mid range or let's get to the rack because they're not falling. But both teams are capable of just lighting it up. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams are hot from three. 
but that'll be a key there. Uh, you said it either during the show or before we recorded about Beasley being a key piece coming off the bench. I definitely agree with that um, because, you know, he just needs to knock him down and put that pressure, and it helps everybody else in that second unit, no doubt about it. And then, of course, rebounding. I mean, especially offensive rebounding. Uh, if you go back and look at it, there was games where it was like 62 to 42. Like they out rebounded us in most of those games. So that's always, you know, always going to be something right now. Uh, maybe, you know, we get, I, I don't know. This one, I don't think we'll play Greg Monroe unless Cat gets in foul problems and then he, Nas will come in and then maybe they'll spell Nas for a couple minutes. Um, so Nas doesn't have to play the whole time and mess up the complete rotation if Cat does get in foul problems. Knock on wood. Um, but, the, you know, whether it's the Suns or, um, you know, Memphis, that's where we're probably going to need a few minutes each half from Craig Monroe just to try to get offensive rebounds uh, or not, you know, defensive rebounds, I should say, because, man, we've been getting killed there all year long. Um, so rebounding and Beasley off the bench, dude, I think you're right on when you said that. Beasley just – he adds so much to that second unit, and he finally found his groove a couple months ago, uh, settle in and us that six-man. Yeah, I mean, rebounding, foul shooting, uh, all these, you know, fundamentals, you want to say defense, obviously, you're going to have to try to play some defense. When you said that it could be like, you know, both teams hot from three, I envisioned like 159 to one, you know, it could just be an unbelievable game, which would appear that nobody played defense, but then everybody's just hitting their threes. Um, but I, I don't want to, I want to be a team. And like you said about Beverly too, sorry, I'll go back to that one because I had a point about that was, you know, he, the defender he is, he's going to know everybody on that Clippers squad's strengths and weaknesses and be able to relay that, I think. So that will help us defensively. I just think you got to be gritty. You got to be tough. You got to throw elbows. You got to get their face and you got to make your shots and you got to rebound. Chris was a great point was, you got to offensive and defensive rebound has to be a priority. It gives you extra possessions. It takes away possessions. You have to be able to do that. And all of these things together in the playoff or play in, I guess, atmosphere, you know, my, my caveat is that it's the first one they've been in, but I mean, cats played play, playoff basketball before. I think he had one game uh, with Butler and that squad. And so I just think for one series, in one series, yeah. And that didn't go amazingly well for him. But, um, no. you know, uh, you want to say learning curve, but at the same time you think you can win this game. So I don't want to really go on the learning curve key here. You know, it's, it's you're at home. There's really no excuse except for maybe nerves, and then you come out and you don't shoot well. But like I said earlier, if you come out and you play well, you win the game. You're at home. You should win the game. I don't know if Vegas has them favored or whatever it is. but The point uh, and a half. Point favorite. and a half. So, and really nothing, I guess. Right. But, you know, I think they can win it. It's just, you know, all these variables, Timberwolf history and blah, 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 and all the stuff, and knowing that they have another game to maybe make up for mistakes, that's where I could see them faltering. But if they come out focused, come out ready to play, get gritty, play defense, and rebound the basketball. They should win this game. Yeah, and I do like 
knock on wood, Cats match up as far as defensively against Zubak. That's really the only big, big that they have. Um, so I think he'll be on him. So hopefully, uh, you know, he can steer clear of some of that early fall problems. Um, we could also see, um, I think we'll see Batum, who we actually years ago uh, tried to sign. I remember, I think it was Portland that matched it, but Batum is a, is a long, lanky 6'8", 6'9", guy. Um, we could see more of the roughhouse Morris Sr. Um, on him as well. It will be interesting to see um, what they do there. And then, you know, who's going to be covering Ant? You know, will they go right to Paul George and, and, and give him that assignment? I'm not sure. I don't know if they want him to have to work so much on both sides, but it is just one game rather than a series. Um, so some of those matchups will be interesting. Um, obviously, yeah, we got to play some remnants of the defense we saw um, before maybe this five-game stretch because the defense has lacked. Now, given that Bev did miss two of those games, and it goes back to that 100% 48-minute focus, and, of course, we know he's Mr. 94 feet, like he likes to tell us. Um, so I am kind of interested in those matchups. And, and we'll see, you know, who's going to guard uh, George, you know. Edwards, I think, some of the time will. Um, I think that's where McDaniels comes as well. Exactly, I think yeah. he'll be key off the bench um, fairly, maybe not super early, but, you know, somewhat early. Um, and I, I also wonder, Vando – or Prince, who's going to make the biggest contribution, not just in this game, but if we make the playoffs, I think that's a bigger uh, aspect there because if you look at the last month or so, Prince, who can still defend pretty well, um, but obviously a much more talented all-around offensive player than Vando. Um, I don't know if it'll make such a, a difference here. Vando, I think, started two of those games. Um, against him this year, but I did notice he had some pretty good numbers, both points and rebounds, so hopefully he's active uh, Tasmanian Devil Vando. Um, but uh, any other items uh, that you'd like to discuss here, sir? No, I mean, as far as the Vando Prince thing, I, 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 I see Vando as like a, you know, a, a dirty work type of guy in a sense. It's not, he can't score in, in transition and, you know, off the off the ball sometimes, but you know, we like we said earlier, defense, rebounding, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's what I want to see out of him in his role uh, is just be a, a, a terror on the boards and, and get those rebounds. We've been kind of looking for that all year out of him, and maybe that's not what Finch has in mind for him, but I could see that as being a possible role for him in, in that type of atmosphere of just cleaning things up and, you know, taking some fouls and getting the dirty work done. Somebody's got to do that. And Prince, I, more of a scorer player, but a definite piece that can be used. Uh, but I think with Vando's length and uh, his tenacity, that's what I want to see out of him, rebounding defense. Just be just be a headache. And that's not only for the Clippers, but anyone you go ahead and play in the future is just make him a headache-type player. That you just you have to account for him because he's going to be gritty. He's going to be on the floor getting the ball. He's going to be rebounding. He's going to be a nightmare to deal with. And I hope they can bring that out of him because I think they're going to need it uh, against the Clippers and farther in the season if that is the case. Well, I think I, I think it'll be how he's feeling as far as his body because 
that is like how you described him. That's him in a nutshell. He does have some limitations as far as size, but offensive rebounds, he's a maniac with. And uh, what I like about him is he's not just a big that can only guard bigs. He's probably going to be a guy that will go with Paul George as well uh, because he, he can do that. He can lock up LeBron, other guys he's locked up as well, or at least made him work for it. Uh, but, you know, you could tell the second half of the season, you know, he just gets – he's gotten banged up in multiple, you know, places all over his body. And, and some nights it's like, oh, there's Vando. There's Vando with his hair on fire. And then other nights you're like, yeah, man, he's on the ground a lot. He doesn't look good. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, I hope we can uh, – that's why I don't want to play him on Sunday. You know, it's like, nah, dude, just let him rehab. Let him not do anything and just let that spark fly, man. That That's what we definitely need. Um but, yeah, I actually – I'm thinking a sold out – you know, it's already sold out a couple days before the matchup. Um, I'm thinking that the focus, the Pat Bev factor, the fact that Ant is found – you know, the last handful of games, clearly he's found his group. So um, I'm going to call for a victory at home. I don't know if it's going to be a tight game, um, but – I like the ending of the game, but I, I feel like we're going to get, it's a, we got to get off to a good start. We're one of the better first quarter teams and you got to establish that because they are just veterans. They're not going to go anywhere. Um, but I am calling for a victory. And since we won't, you know, we, I think the next game is Friday and then we'd go, if we win that one, we'd be in the playoffs. I think Sunday, they said, maybe it's Thursday or Friday, but anyway, either way, I see the Wolves winning one of these games at home, but I'm calling for a Clippers uh, victory. Well, a Wolves victory against the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, who do you want to see sit on Sunday tomorrow? I, I don't think – The whole starting lineup. Yeah, I don't think you play anybody <laughs> yeah. really. Because uh, I don't need a, the hamstring to get, you know, messed up. It's it's already kind of eh, so I, you know. Twist yeah, get your rest. Yeah, get your rest. Make sure you're healthy and – if you got to do any, like like you said, bando rehab and, and get that stuff taken care of because they're going to need a hundred percent of everybody and and uh, I think that's probably it. But you know, then you could say, well, Finch might be like, well, you know, we don't sit anybody. I don't really know what his vibe is when it comes to you know letting guys sit or not, and you know maybe he thinks he wants to you know keep everybody in their groove. And I don't know, it's hard to tell. I guess we'll find out where he stands on, on those type of situations. Yeah, we know Cat's going to be out rested, even says on the injury report. Um, I don't think D'Lo will come back um, for Sunday. I'm assuming Pat Bev won't either because he's been in and out of the lineup too. So they're, you know, but I did kind of hear him say that, well, you know, they some of them want to stay in rhythm. So if they play, then get them the hell out early. Okay, you went through your routine, you got in there, you played some minutes, you played the beginning of the uh, – make it like a preseason game three, right? Like let's uh, – or I suppose the old preseason game three because there's only three now. But let, let's just, you know, get your rhythm. Okay, now get the hell off. Get everybody in an ice tub. That's what I want to see. Every, all the starters in an ice tub. Um, but what what's your uh, prediction, sir? Ah. Uh. I think the Wolves too. And the reason I think that is because eh, 
I just like the matchups, man. I, I, I think Cat's better. Uh, if he can manage to just not foul out, and I mean for the entirety of the game, not foul out. I don't care if he gets three in the first half. You sit him, but he's got to be able to be there in the fourth quarter. You need him uh, just to balance the floor a little bit. Uh, I think Ant's going to step up, and you're going to see a whole different guy now. Maybe it's too early to say that. Maybe he needs a couple more games to take that, but I really think that's what you're going to see, a refuse-to-lose type of attitude. And I think that's what's going to do it, and then you'll start to see Anthony Edwards star start to really ascend into Beyond the top 20 in the NBA, I think. I'm not, do I think he's going to pull us to the finals? No, but if we can get to the series, I think you're going to see a whole thing. So I like the Wolves here. Um, I just think it's it, not like a switch that turns on, but I just think you're going to see a different, a different vibe. And, and, I, and like I said, knock on wood. Uh, I know you picked them as well. Uh, we generally, sometimes we line up with our picks, but I think we both kind of have the same feeling about this one. I mean, I don't think it's a uh, too early to say Ant could go off. I mean, he's been what is it five five times over forty points in his career. The only five other twenty year olds have done that. Like he has actually, he's got the second most or third most uh, three pointers made at this age. Like he just passed a, or at least was right there with. Here it is. So all-time 40-point games before you turn 21, Durant, Luka has four, now Anthony has five. The only other guy that has more is LeBron James at eight. Anthony Edwards is top five in points before turning 21. 40-point games, like I mentioned, three-point before turning 21. Just field goals made. Um, Games with six-point three-pointers or more. Um, 45-5 games, so I, I don't think it's too early for him to turn it up. Maybe if it was like we, you know, it kind of felt like he was going, you know, I don't know if it's an injury. We talked about how his finishing was having issues. Whatever that is, that is gone. You can tell by the explosiveness. Um, so I don't think it's too early to say he could take over games because he's already proved it, man. Yeah, I agree, and I also think that it's there's a there's a saying, but it's not coming to my head right now. But basically, just describing that like there's people that are step up when the time is when it's needed, you know. And I'm not saying Cat's not doing that. I'm just saying that you can go outside in now with with Edwards. You know, if you got a double Edwards, then Cat's gonna have a fun time, you know. And it's like, well, you got to pick your poison here, and and. God help you if Russell's on, you know, so that's what I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of seeing that. And uh, I think that Ant, I want to say he has that gene in him that just going to, to beat him is going to be a difficult task. I'll, that's the best way to say it. it's going to be tough to beat him when the chips are down. Well, and he's got the green light. I mean, he leads the team in shots, you know what I mean? So he leads the team in taking threes. He leads the team in a bunch of stuff. So he's got the green light. And especially if they more than likely are going to try to contain Cat as much as they also, by the way, we talked about it last week. Cat needs to take at least six to eight threes in this game. There's no reason not to. There really isn't. Uh, if you look at the last month, how they've tried to contain him and they've left him out there at times and say, hey, man, 
at least that's a 40% shot. Um, he definitely needs to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I think we can get this dub, man. It would be just so nice. Well, here's the funny thing is we can get a little break, but we just got it. We played on Thursday and some of these guys aren't going to play Sunday. So you get a little four day as far as, you know, not having a, a, a full game, right? And then if you win Tuesday, you don't play, I think, till Saturday. So you get another couple games of practice, film, but also just rehab. So I think that plays into it, too. It would turn out to be really – because I don't think a lot of the starters will play, or if they do, they don't play much, right? So for a lot of these players, it'll be like – if they can get this dub, it'll be one game in like a matter of eight days. So that's damn near what you get for the All-Star break. So – that could that's a positive as far as being able to win more games in the series too. Obviously, the Suns would be much tougher, but if we could get in that Memphis series who we match up really well with, all things considered, not trying to take away anything from what Memphis has done this year, and then we get those couple days, that stuff pays off, man. That stuff pays off. Well, let's hope, man. Let's hope we get it done. We will be back next week. Let's hope we're talking about a game one against Memphis, or at least uh, just a series, right? And both of us think we're going to get in there regardless. We'll be back next week. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.